getting started on this one. Alright, so hello and welcome to the sixth episode of Sweet Tea and D&D. It's a podcast, if you haven't figured that out, uh, where we discuss the lore and legends of Dungeons and Dragons, all and our personal experiences, Dungeon Masters and players as well, all while drinking sweet tea. Uh, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Um, sure, I'll go first. Woo! I get to sit here and drink. Yeah. And have Good to luck, pee. I gotta pee in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be a pause when you go to the bathroom. Okay, so today I'm talking about banshees. I don't know why I picked it. I said I would do hags. I'm a dirty liar. I'm sorry. Um, they're found on page 23 of the Monster Manual. Medium undead chaotic evil things. They look... The picture is so graphic. It, <laughs> it looks like just the quintessential D&D monster. Like, it has the one big bulging eye and, like, wispy clothes and hair. Isn't its neck falling off, too? I don't know. That lady's got a lot of problems. She does. <laughs> AC is 12, HP 58. It hovers at 40 feet, so... Yeah, that's a thing. No footsteps. Um, It kind of sucks at everything, except for charisma, which I don't understand. I remember, I, didn't, I think you told me that like in past editions, charisma meant like how attractive you were. Yes, charisma was how pretty you were, like 3.5. Oh. Yeah, the higher your score, the more beautiful your face was. Well, this chick's rocking a plus three to charisma. So you still got your swerve on, even though you're undead and have a missing eye. Um... The sexiest of missing eyes. <laughs> the us. sexiest of the undead Hey, it's characters. just one more socket. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you had to go... <laughs> Two minutes in. You know. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> On a roll. We're classy. Um, <laughs> I didn't even have an immediate response to that. I didn't know what to it do. It was just a gasp. <laughs> I declare. <laughs> How dare you say this? Bless thing. her heart. <laughs> um, it's resistant to acid fire, lightning, thunder, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. Um, it's immune to cold, necrotic, and poison. And the condition immunities are charmed, exhaustion, frightened, grappled, paralyzed, petrified, poison, prone, and restrained. That's a lot. <laughs> um, it has dark vision to 60 feet, a passive perception to 10. Um, it speaks elvish. It doesn't speak common. I didn't know that. Um, it's a CR4. It can do detect life. So from where it's at up to five miles um, diameter, it can detect life. It knows the general direction, but not exact location. So I would probably want to put this like in a forest or something. I've always seen them kind of there. Put them in a forest. They know exactly where everybody is, who walks in, and that's how they find them. So that's nifty um incorporeal movement the banshee can move through other creatures and objects as if they were difficult terrain but if they stop their turn inside an object 5d10 force damage or five sorry five damage it's a 1d10 in parentheses it has a corrupting touch attack plus four to hit uh five foot reach does 12 necrotic damage uh another cool thing you can do each non- undead creature within 60 feet of the banshee that can see her must succeed on a dc 13 wisdom saving throw or be frightened for a minute at the end of the turn it can repeat the saving throw with disadvantage if the banshee is within line of sight ending the effect on itself on a success and then the coolest thing it does which is the the banshee piece de resistance is the whale <laughs> it's funny 
you can laugh. You're being annoying, like quiet. Um, I'm listening to stats. Whatever. I just love stats. Your face <laughs> loves stats. The banshee releases a mournful wail, provided that she isn't in sunlight. <laughs> just, just she like needs that. some vitamin D in her life. In her eye. <laughs> I'm so glad you came in with the save on that because I was like, I need this to be a dirty joke, but I can't take it there myself. Okay. Let me complete that journey for you. You complete me. This whale has no effect on constructs and undead. All other creatures within 30 feet of it uh, that can hear it has to make a con save of 13 on a failure. A creature drops to zero hit points. And on a success, a creature takes 10 psychic damage. And I have never... I've used Banshees before, I've fought them, and I've used them in my own campaigns, and never had a successful whale. <laughs> <laughs> They're all dying at an alarming rate anyways. It's uh, <laughs> what it has to sound like. I, I <laughs> it has to sound that. like a whale that, when it wails. Is on. Okay. Um... Wiki <laughs> no. Disney will get mad at us. No, they won't. Ellen DeGeneres will save us. She's beautiful. Um, Wiki Fandom says that Banshees have pretty much all been horrible, mean, plastic bitches their whole life. Pretty much, yeah. The, the lore is, I think, that it, you might already have it in there, but if they were pretty and they don't use their beauty for good, they turn into Banshees. Do you know who told you that? It was me. I told you that when we were talking about this. It's cool, though. No, um, I told you that in the car the other day. Such a liar. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, they can't travel five miles outside of where they died. Um, and they're forced to relive every moment of its life with perfect recall. Yet always refuses to accept responsibility for its doom. So that's... Sounds like a suburban mom. Just stuck in an endless cycle of pumpkin spice lattes and soccer practices. <sighs> it sounds like hell. <laughs> <laughs> How far can that minivan take you? About five miles from the place that I got married. And I'm that's it. Oh. They're just a beautiful thing. Okay. Um, Banshees like to collect things they think are beautiful. Jewelry, painting, statues, and other art. It hates any reflective surface as it hates its own appearance. And if it sees its reflection, it'll fly into a rage. I've never known Banshees to have a horde, but I guess they will. And... A bunch of fancy shit in it. There's also a half banshee race in D&D Beyond, which is so confusing. I don't understand how this is happening. Half banshees. Someone help me with this. <laughs> I'm looking it up because I want to know. Lucky you. I have it all written down. Oh, cool. <laughs> tell me everything. It was That wasn't the end of that fact. I oh, just... I thought you were just like, someone tell me about it. Oh, no. wow. <laughs> the art looks like. Something you'd find on DeviantArt. I didn't see a, a picture. What does that look like? It looks like something you'd find on DeviantArt. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't think it's like... I don't know. First semester of technical college. Um, So, half Banshee race... Race? I was going to say race. Race details. Um, Most people have a fight or flight reaction when they come to a Banshee. Um, Anyway, so it's usually a girl and it's usually between a father who is human and a mother who is, of course, a Banshee. But Banshees are already freaking dead. So how we just stay in here, people? I don't understand. (laughs) Hey, Twilight can do it. So can the Banshee. But Twilight had a host body, if nothing else. Like, I'm sorry. Vampires don't have blood. How does he have an erect penis? You know, 
these are questions I have about toys. I'm, I find it easier to buy if there's like a womb, but it's a ghost. Oh, <laughs> it's that's, undead. That's a good point. And I'm like, you're not incubating anything inside of you. Incubating? <laughs> I mean, it's an egg, it becomes something else, and then you poop it out. <laughs> that is how childbirth works, right? I don't know. <laughs> yep. That's how banshees are born. <laughs> and just bloop. There it is. <laughs> and you leave it on the father's doorstep in the morning. Right next to it. Still covered in... <laughs> Stuff. Ectoplasm because <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, not ectoplasm. afterbirth. <laughs> I mean, you know that uh, there are these toys. They come in like eggs, and the kids have to like peel the eggs to get the toy out. It's so weird. Um, there you go, ha- Hatchimals. Hatchimals. Um, I feel like that's what a banshee baby would be like. It's just an egg that kind of sits next to the dead body, and they put the bones over it. They cover it in dirt. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just took this weird. Um, it says half banshee names. It's whatever the hell you were called in life, I guess, or human names, depending on the lineage. Fuck, I don't know. Um, and it, it it has mostly human stats. It can be any alignment. They're um, medium size. They do kind of glide. They don't hover, but they'll kind of glide like they're banshee mothers. They <laughs> banshee mothers. You son of a banshee. Um, they can speak, read, and write common Elvish and Sylvan. They have fey and uh, fey ancestry, so that's pretty cool. Unsettling aura, which I feel targeted by this. You, when, if they're in a place too long, they make the people uncomfortable. Um, arcane acumen. They have a natural affinity for the arcane. They have proficiency in arcana and spectral resistance. They can pick a condition and have hold on, resistance to it. And at level 10, they gain advantage on saving throws. And at higher level, I think they become immune to it. They can wail. They have dark vision. And I, it's one of those things. I still want to know if anybody's playing this. Our fans don't like to talk to us. But if anyone wants to, please talk to us about your banshees. <laughs> Please talk to us about your banshees. I'll send that email to you. (laughs) I want to hear about your banshees. Um, I was going to say, we want to hear you wail, but that just sounds wrong. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I I know, I say it every single time. I have a plan for a banshee in our current campaign. And it's for a uh, folklore. The La Llorona folklore of the crying woman. I feel would be a banshee. So that's how she'll come into play. I've only used one, I think, once before. And that's when I went crazy and was flipped the whole script on the uh, campaign and didn't end up finishing the story. Oh, well. <laughs> um, huh? How are you going to do her backstory? Like, Because that one's pretty fucking dark to begin with. Oh, it is. But then again, so are all fairy tales. That's true. But she drowns her children in a river. She does. Or a lake. Or a, just in a general body, body of, of water. So, yeah. And then she and she ends up killing herself. And then... She drowns herself trying to find her children normally. Yeah. And then sometimes she goes back to heaven and God's like, your children aren't here. They're at the river. You have to go get them. And I don't she think God had much children. to do with that. <laughs> eh, it depends on the story. God's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Don't put me in your story. 
Um, and, uh, no, I think it'll probably be the same thing. She is someone, she's probably just going to be a vision or there may be a bunch of kids just turning up dead. They're drowning and it's actually the spirit. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'll let you guys know. The mummy turned out great. I thought it served its purpose. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. okay. I threw a book at it. It didn't work. I feel like I wasted all that time. Okay. Okay, tell your story then. Fine. No, I just I was just my <laughs> so for those who recall, the mummy is bound to an item, and the item it was bound to was a book. And so I threw a fake book and thought like get it, like sick it boy, and it did not work because I didn't think it through. But you know, sometimes you just waste a whole round. I can say that because at the end of uh what is the one underground in the underdark? The book. Oh, Rage um, of Demons. Yeah. I did absolutely nothing to the Demogorgon in the final boss fight. I just was like, hey, please don't hit me. And but was you it. had the prettiest face of all the people down there. <laughs> I had the best charisma score. That's true. Too. All right. So, uh, so I'm going to talk about the Intellect Devourer, uh, which could be found on page 191 of the Monster Manual. Is that its name? Yeah. Sometimes my notes say ID over and over again because I just got so tired of typing it out wrong. So, uh, they first appeared in the original origin supplement number three, uh, Eldritch Wizardry, and initially was just a ball-like body with four legs, and it was just dark colored. Uh, it wasn't until the first edition manual, uh, monster manual, that it was designed as a walking brain, and by the second edition, it was closely related to mind flares. So, as I mentioned, it's a brain. Uh, it's a walking brain that has a crusty covering and set on bestial claw legs. Yeah, the word was crusty. It did not say crusty. It says crusty in the book. The crusty crab monster. <laughs> the crusty crab pizza. pizza. Yeah. So, uh, its favorite meal is sentient objects or sentient creatures, intellect, and uh, it's mainly looking for other things to feed to its masters, which are the mind flayers. Uh, they are pets of mind flayers, and they're created by uh, taking the brain of one of their little thralls and then subjecting it to horrible, horrible things. And then those horrible things make it grow evil legs. Like, that's the exact description of the ritual. It has legs now. Is one of those things the apprentice? Maybe. Just hours and hours of watching The Apprentice? Mm, mm-hmm. Any reality show in general. I feel like that's an intellect of hour, too. Television? Mm, reality television. Oh, both but one sounds deeper than the other and you know i wasn't going for deep all right so uh the intellectual likes to consume creatures mind and memories and then pilots are you laughing at deep <laughs> right in that fancy eye socket <laughs> i hope you're happy now so uh the intellect devourer likes to consume creatures minds and memories and then pilots their body like a meat puppet uh <laughs> keep laughing at meat puppet let's do <laughs> Uh, they then use this meat puppet to lure victims to the masters or the mind flayers. So, as I mentioned, they are uh, just a brain with legs, and those legs have claws on the end of them, which they use to attack. Uh, fun fact, they are small... T- oh, no, they're tiny aberrations, and they are lawful evil, meaning that they... And they have to be, like, humanoid. So, the average human brain is about three pounds. So, can you imagine being clawed to death by a three-pound brain? It just makes me chuckle. So, uh, that's what they do. Uh, by the way, a three pound crusty brain. Crusty brain. Yeah, crusty brain. Uh, and probing into your mind. That's the fun things it likes to do. So, they are not particularly strong. Uh, they have an AC of 12. They have an HP default of 21 with a max of 30. Uh, they have quick tiny legs, which, cause they have a speed of 40. 
Uh, they have a negative two to strength, a plus two to dexterity, a plus one to con, plus one to wisdom, and then zeros on wisdom and charisma. So plus one to intelligence, excuse me. So they have blind sight up to 60 feet. And as all blind sights, if they are outside of that range, they cannot see the creature. But they have a passive perception in that range of 12. Uh, they know deep speech but cannot speak it. And But they can telepathically communicate up to 60 feet. They are just a challenge rating of 2. So not too scary. But what they do is pretty dark. So uh, they can detect sentient creatures. So if you're out of their range of their sight, which is 60 feet, they can detect you up to 30, 300 feet away. And you must the, the target must have an intelligence score of 3 or higher. So any beast would probably do. Um, unless they're protected by the mind blank spell. Um, they can multi-attack with their claws, which have a plus 4 to hit. They do 2d4 plus 2 slashing damage. Uh, and they follow their claw attack with devour intellect. Which is something real fun. So as long as the creature is within 10 feet, it makes a save of an, intel- an intelligence save of 12. If it fails, it takes 2d10 psychic damage. And then the creature gets to roll 3d6. Or you as the DM gets to roll 3d6. If your roll is equal to or greater than the intelligence of that creature's score, it drops to zero. That car- target creature is now incapacitated and stunned. Or stunned, and which leads to incapacitation. So yeah, immediately... So you make this person a vegetable. Yeah a meat slab that they essentially will take over and pilot so yeah so they knock you down to nothing or if not they'll take psychic damage uh then uh as a note for stunned they are incapacitated meaning they cannot take actions or move attack rolls have advantage against them and they auto fail strength and dexterity saves uh so once they're at a zero intelligence score meaning they're probably just drooling and standing around because they're not very useful um you can then use what's called body thief. Yeah, fun. Sorry. Uh, so what this means is that within five feet of the creature, the um, the intellect devourer will use uh, an intelligence contest. So they'll roll against them, and it's a save. If they meet or beat them, then they take over their body. They magically consume their brain and teleport into their skull. Boop. Yeah, fucked up, isn't it? That's that's interesting. So it retains its intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. Not charisma. Intelligence. Uh, oh, yeah. Wisdom and charisma scores. Uh, but then it knows all of the skills and the speech and the memories of the last creature it consumed. So it's essentially just got a nice little puppet. And it can talk now because it could only use telepathy before. It still has its telepathy and beast speech, though. So, it knows everything about the person, including their spells. So, if they were a spellcaster, they can use those spells. If it knows how to use an attack, it knows how to do that as well. Uh, this is kind of a bonus compared to the ghost, because when a ghost possesses something, it doesn't really do anything extra. It doesn't gain the class skills. It sounds like a cool mix between an aboleth and a ghost. Yeah. Except really weak compared to that. Well, aboleths are kind of useless on land. <laughs> Still funny to think about them crawling around. So if the host creature dies, the brain, the uh, intellect devourer must leave its body. Uh, it can be forced out with the protection from good or evil spell. That can also prevent it from entering in the first place if the party is aware that it exists. Um, the only way to bring the brain back is a wish spell, which is a ninth level spell. Mm. If the creature leaves, so the intellect devourer leaves, you have one round to restore the brain. If not, the creature dies instantly. Oh my. Yeah. Imagine doing this to a new group of players who are like, it ate my brain. Oh, you're fucked. What's the CR on this thing? Two. Two. Oh my. Sorry. 
Sorry. <laughs> Two. <laughs> yeah. That's How insane. fucked up is that? So, given the odds are pretty low for them to actually take someone's brain over, like you have to initially knock them to stun them, and then you have to roll to make sure you take over. So, it's really hard to get a caster. If as the DM, you should target the dump stat of intelligence players. So, your barbarians, barbarians, fighters, those who don't like to thinky thinky parts of their minds to be used. Nice smooth brain, <laughs> like a manatee. So, oh, we like a koala. Voila. So, uh, I've looked at some tactics for yes, this. Yes, it's yeah, true. Oh, wait, we have a video oh, so to dumb. show you. <laughs> so, uh, this comes from The Monsters Know Again by Keith Aman. I'm Hopefully, I'm pronouncing your name right. So, the chance of them actually snatching a body while they are kind of fighting them is very low unless they're just really lucky. So, if that's the case, I think it would be more beneficial for the DM to approach them as an already puppeted body. Mm. So I could come in and be like, hi, my name's Jimmy. You want to come to this dungeon basement with me and see if I can get you to go? It'll be fun. No one's going to suck your brain through a bendy straw. Let's go. It's just like, that's it. So you can use that to kind of pull them in. Now, the body thief works when the creature is incapacitated or stunned. It doesn't have to come from the devour intellect skill. So if the pre the body they're puppeting is a caster you might know tasha's hideous laughter you might know hypnotic pattern sleep uh hold person all of those incapacitate your target meaning you can take over their body assuming they make the save so you can get like a group of these brains to come together like a think tank and uh hive mind yeah hive mind yep and uh have them take over a bunch of npcs maybe you get a party member um i do think this would be something more of a stealth they do have multi-attack so they do claw and devour intellect you can do those separately so you might be within five feet of them walking down the street and then you try to devour their intellect or 10 feet with them and just devour their intellect without them knowing because you can see 60 feet blind sight so i think that'd be fun um blind sight blind sight they have blind sight oh wow up to 60 feet they can also sense up to 300 feet location and direction so with that if they uh partner with an aboleth a banshee and a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> they make they the weirdest have. team. So uh, with that, uh, they do have a low AC, so they will likely dash away with the speed of 40. They can go 80 feet away from the party as quickly as possible. Uh, if they're outnumbered, they'll probably do that over disengaging, especially if they're surrounded by all the tanky tanky bits who are trying to murder them. Uh, their goal is to make their masters happy, though, so they are still intelligent creatures, so use them wisely. I think this would be fun since you mentioned a half banshee race i think it'd be cool if you had an intellect devourer as a playable character like its only job is to join the party and convince everyone to join its cult and it plays it off as a cult but it's like hey meet the hive mind that's scary right <laughs> cr2 that's a pretty and this was in the monster manual yep I've never heard of this before, but it's so badass. Yeah. I can't. I think I'm going to follow it up with Illithids or Mind Flayers next. So oh. maybe I could lie like Jamie and not do it. Bitches be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we drew these. Oh, gosh. So. Which I now call Dungeon Doodles. Don't judge me. Oh, dungeon my God. Doodle? It's a taco with horns. It's supposed to be the intellect devourer. Oh, okay. It's a taco with horns. <laughs> Well, because <laughs> you were saying it's it's like a brain, but it has 
legs and claws. It's got like, and it's evil. And, and it's like, evil. <laughs> there we go. You just drew a brain. You, yeah. All right. I don't so know how to draw. None of us know how to. I want to see your actual picture. I'm a bear. <laughs> Why does it have? It looks like a dog with ears. This, it's supposed to be because it has whisk. <laughs> it's not good if I have to explain it. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to have like wispy hair and clothes. So it looks like <laughs> it's a circle. It's wearing wizard robes and it has dog ears. And I'm sorry that eye is not fuckable enough. You need to fix. Then you make it hollow. Make I'll it more it. hollow. Okay, here we go. Full socket. There you go. Full socket. There you go. So penetrate nice and deep like now there you go <laughs> so <laughs> we're sorry for those of you who listen to this with headphones you just had to have that fed directly into your ear but hey oh, at least yeah. it wasn't your eye so <laughs> oh oh are you ready it would hurt so much that is horrifying Yep, it just kind of—it's a brain with legs that have claws. It's a description. Is it bipedal or does it have four? It's legs? quadrupedal. Oh, I didn't Quadruped? catch that part. Yeah. Did you say that? No. Oh. It just has legs. I okay. didn't specify the number of legs. There are four legs. There are four. So, okay. If you want to see the book book of it, I feel like we should draw each other's monsters now. The book book. Oh, we God. can like based on our descriptions have to draw them. Oh no. Because that, when you it. described it, that's what I thought of. Yeah, I described a taco with horns. It's not a taco. <laughs> I just, I couldn't get the frontal picture. The frontal lobe. The frontal lobe. <laughs> I'm not an artist. See, this is what it looks like in the book. Holy fuck. How big is this thing again? Tiny. It's, ti- it's like, like three pounds. It's, so it's the size of a brain. Yeah. It's, the, it's just a brain with legs. Those legs are... What page is this on? Of the page Monster Manual? Page 191. Page 191 Monster Manual. You can also just Google it. Guys, look it up. Buy a Monster Manual. Look it up. <laughs> just Google it. You're, you're welcome, Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. You're, <laughs> sponsor? No, you don't. No, they don't. <laughs> um, But, oh God, that's... That is terrifying. I don't ever want to fight one of those. So it sounds like we're swapping our dungeon doodle model to where you give the physical description and then I have to draw it. Yeah. Downside, I've seen a lot of these already, but it'll still be fun because I still can't fucking draw. I have not. I'm the worst. I feel like I'm not worthy of this podcast. Doesn't it look like an ass, though? It looks... (laughs) So you guys can see all of our lovely drawings and hear our beautiful voices. Um... On any one of our, what the hell are those things social called again? Media, social, social media. medias and your favorite podcatcher. That's the word I was looking yeah. for. Yeah. So we're catch on. Catch the pod. Catch the pod. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, that which is iTunes. I keep forgetting. Android for life. Um, Google Play. <laughs> Google Play. And then which none on, of us use to listen to our own podcast. That is true. But we only listen to it to approve it. After that, we're done with it, guys. We don't go back and critique our work. This is as good as it gets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the bar is low. Yes. Uh, you can also if, tell us your stories. Guys, we know that you guys are over in, what is it, Switzerland and Singapore. Singapore listening to us. Holler at us. Don't be shy. We want to to read your lovely typed words. And also like our friends that we know are listening. Hint, hint, Colorado. We see you. Um, but not really because you're in Colorado. <laughs> I love you. I miss you. Um, I don't know. I'm missing something else. Our website, which 
I'm so sorry. I keep forgetting our website address. It's sweet that tea out. and D and D dot simplecast dot com. You can Google us now and we show up. <gasps> we do. I think so. Let me test that out before I make myself a liar. That so. sounds fun. You should totally do that. See our lovely drawings. Listen for us next week. So mm-hmm. our Spotify comes up first, followed by iTunes and our Facebook. Uh, and then our Twitter. We're so professional. Our logo comes up too. That's so awesome. I love that. And then after that, it's just this iced tea accidentally recorded a Dungeons and Dragons audiobook. I'm clicking that link for later. So I want to know. I don't, I didn't click y'all's phones. So. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.